What's up? What's up? What's up? All right. Hey, niggas. Hey, niggas. And all other people listening to this. Um, so welcome back, guys. Um, you are, if you've been following the podcast, you know that you are in the midst of the Day My Friends series. And so far, uh, you've met Tony Rhodes, the magical Tony Rhodes, um, my Reveal Company co-founder and co-director. You've also met the awesome and very talented Chris Davis and the fabulous, absolutely awesome Lamar Bailey. And next up are two people who I met when I came to Atlanta, um, two people that I gravitated toward very easily and almost immediately. Um, and they were students at the studio that I first started teaching at here. Um, very technically sound already. All of the, all of the kids there were um, very, very technically sound. Um, great studio. And so, you know, for some reason, whatever they saw in me or needed from me, it didn't really have much to do with technique. It was probably more artistry um, and a little bit of like um, tapping into maybe something spiritual, maybe something like more emotional, like some more depth that they had inside of them that, you know, self-expression, things like that. And so um, that's kind of been the relationship since then. I've been, I've had the privilege of seeing them both flourish, um, not only as dancers, but as people. So it was a really, it's, it's a really great mentee, mentor, and like just friendship overall. Uh, so you're going to meet Mr. Courtney Thomas. He, um, as you'll hear in the, uh, conversation, um, before COVID, you know, BC, uh, his, he was touring with the Lion King. I think it was the Rafiki tour. I could be wrong. So, I mean, don't quote me on that. Uh, but he's been touring with them literally all over the world. It's been amazing seeing his journey and the fabulous Zuri Ford, who, um, is a NYU Tisch graduate, um, and graduated, I think two years ago now. And she's been dancing on Broadway. Uh, she's casted as anybody's in West Side Story um, on Broadway. It's a contemporary like revision, reimagining of the show. Um, and so she was in that show up up until quarantine. <laughs> so um, yeah. So because they're usually busybodies anyway, uh, this was the, this was at least the silver lining of all of the all this nonsense that I get a chance to talk to them. So. I hope you enjoy Zuri and Courtney. Um, they're also huge staples, huge. I mean, like I, vid- I have so many videos of them dancing um, for Reveal and things like that. So if you follow Reveal, there are also two faces that you'll probably recognize. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, just listen to this little ad for my coin, guys. You know, I'm trying to get a little coin from this podcast and immediately following that you will hear the beautiful voices of Zuri and Courtney. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. I mean, if it freezes up here and there, it's fine. As long as we get this just... Um... All right, guys. So, welcome to Y'all Gotta Go With Me, 
uh, my official podcast. And um, <clears throat> this is a series of me talking to my you are you guys are the third installment. So if you could one at a time um, just introduce yourself, name, um, and kind of like like I guess you do professionally maybe. Um, and then that can kind of give segue into like the rest of the conversation. Well, so, I don't know who wants to go first. Ladies first. How dare you? Go. No, that was it. Go. Okay. <laughs> I'm Zuri Ford. I'm 23 years old. Um, I'm currently residing in Atlanta, Georgia. But I pay rent in New York City. And, <laughs> um, I am currently playing anybody's. Currently, I am on pause from playing anybody's in what like, <laughs> story. The rock band. <laughs> that's yeah. it. That's all there is to me. Uh, I'm Courtney Thomas. I'm 26. I am in Atlanta but usually living my life on the road. Um, I am on pause right now from Lion King. I play a stoke giraffe and a bunch of other stuff. And I study for Ed, the silly hyena. Oh, for real? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's- laughs> that seems oddly appropriate for you. Uh, <laughs> really, I, it's really odd because I thought I had zero personality for it. And then all of a sudden you were like, do a laugh. I said, ha. <laughs> no, you have that, that was it. It's sort of like that, yeah. Um, and the reason why these guys are um, on, you know, are in my group of friends is that actually for a year, a good solid year, maybe two. I forget how long it was. But um, mentees of mine. Fabulous. Honestly, y'all taught me more than I probably taught y'all, to be honest. But you opened up some stuff inside of us. <laughs> Say again. You opened up some stuff inside of us. A lot of I good did. stuff. I, maybe, maybe that's all it was. Yeah, because um, the the year that I moved to Atlanta, I immediately just took them under my wing of sorts. And um, Missouri, in particular, has been a very integral part of Reveal um, company development. Um, we pretty much consider you a creative director, <laughs> a co-creative director at this point. So, um, okay, so that's how that's how we know each other, blah, 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 great. Now, let's start from the top. Let's just address the elephant in the room, which is Miss Corona. And um, just tell, well, I, I already talked to Zuri, but you can tell our listeners, um, where were you, what, what was going on when you first discovered all of this, when all of this stuff went down? Well, it was a um, a beautiful day. It was uh, March 12th. (laughs) Well, before that. (laughs) Like, before March 12th. Um, Yeah, things are getting sour. Like, a lot of things started changing at the theater. Like, we couldn't order food um, without having to go outside and do prayer. Like every few hours, there were maids like cleaning handrails and sanitizing everything, like literally everything, all the time. Um, and that's like 
when restrictions restrictions started happening like a week before we closed. I don't want to say closed, but before Broadway closed. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a lot of castmates were like dropping out and getting sick, um, which isn't unlike our show anyway, because a lot of people are always dropping out because it's just like so demanding. Like there are always people not. It's taxing. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then on March 12th, was it a Thursday? So we had a seven o'clock show. And I was getting ready to leave my apartment. And then we started seeing, like, things on, we, me, started seeing um, social media, on social media, things about, like, Broadway closing and stuff. And I was, was, does that mean right now? Like, (laughs) like, do I need to get on a train in the next 10 minutes? Or, (laughs) because we hadn't heard anything from our company yet. So I was just kind of sitting there like, okay, um, cool, let me take off my book bag and take off my shoes and sit my ass down um, and wait. (laughs) Because obviously there isn't a show, so I'm not going to go. I'm not going to get on train. Um, And then we finally got an email saying that we weren't having a show that night or for the rest of the week. And then we got another email later. You're not that And you had been doing was in like uh what's the word they use when it's like not officially mm-hmm. open, but you were like doing sh- showings or something? For a while, right? Yeah, we literally just opened. We opened on February twentieth. So we had about like three weeks. Of actually being open before we closed. <laughs> but I mean, before. No, that's crazy. December 10th. I mean, it was the longest preview run in the history of previews. So we got a lot of. This dumb. We got a lot of performances in, but. Um, yeah, we didn't really. That's in my dog. Is he snoring too much? We'll see yeah. What? Yeah. What dog? You have a dog? No, there's some dog in the neighborhood. Oh, there's. I was like, I'm like, blue is snoring. He's not near me, but he's close enough, and I always feel. Oh, like, I don't even hear him. No, no, no. There's some dog in the parking. But oh, good. Okay. Yeah, we haven't really done that much. Wow. But my body was simple. <laughs> Body's grateful, absolutely. I like had just twisted. I like recently. I had just um, what's it called? Sprained my ankle mm-hmm. and my back. You know, my back is always crazy. And I was going to physical therapy and limping and all this kind of stuff. So when I got the call, I was like, "This sucks," but I can finally heal. <laughs> Probably need it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Courtney, how about you? Like, where in the world, literally, where were you when this happened? <laughs> I was in the U.S. Uh, no, we were in South Bend, Indiana. Um, it was, we, I think, same thing, March 12th. Um, I want to say the week before, prior, we had a photo shoot. Some of the dancers went down to Chicago and had a photo shoot. They were shutting things down, like, that Sunday. Like, okay, certain bars weren't open. You were still able to 
go to restaurants and bars. So that week, we um, as we got back to South Bend, we heard that one of the teachers in the city was the first case um, in a school, and we actually had a school coming to the show the next day. So they still brought the kids to the, from the school. They sent the teacher home. He just tested positive, but he wasn't teaching at the time. So we, as we were doing the shows or whatever, we saw people in the audiences like wearing masks, but you know, there's still huge gatherings and crowds of people, but we saw them all wearing masks. And that's when we kind of all just thought like, yeah, this is hitting closer I to home. I can't even like, imagine we're, looking we're, at the audience and they all got fucking masks on. Masks. It's about to be like, um, and it was getting to the point where like, we would be in certain cities and we would hear like hacking and coughing inside the audience. And we're on stage and we're like, what's <laughs> happening? So um, once uh, we went home on the 11th, the 12th, start the day like normal. Um, I think it was about 5.45, 6 o'clock when we got the email. Um, I was at the gym with um, my bot, well, my dance supervisor and... Um, two other dancers or three other dancers and all of a sudden one came over to me and said did you get the email and I said what email I said look at your email and I looked at it and it was like um, so due to COVID-19 we will not be performing tonight but we will still be having a meeting um, at about 6.30 and it was like 5.45 at this point so we'll still have a meeting at 6.30 so we'll ask everybody to report to the theater so we can let you know any further information that you need to know, and then we will let you pack up your stuff. Um, and then that was it. So we went to the theater, had a meeting, and they were basically just saying, like, they're discussing whether we were going to get paid and for how long, um, what benefits were going to look like as far as health insurance and everything else. Um, they were saying that they weren't going to pack up the show because we still had a week left. We were only midway through our second week. We had one more week there. Then we're heading to Omaha. Um, and at this point, Ohio's um, governor hasn't he hadn't said anything about like not having a show so we were like oh we'll just we'll be gone for like two weeks and then we'll be back um so we went down to everybody went downstairs packed their stuff up and we literally all went to a bar like we dropped our stuff off people got home and packed we were told to tell our company managers whether we wanted mm-hmm. to stay in South Bend or we wanted to go home and they would get our flights home um I decided to stay a couple of days because our airbnb guy was not letting up and giving us our refund but the rest of the time he was not having and i was like i'm gonna stay there as long as possible at least we get the money's worth right um but that night um we all went to like this one bar and there i just got like we had like pity drinks like we don't know we'll see each other again drink 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 it was it was great it was like i need a drink and a lot of us were like doing this whole workout thing we weren't gonna drink and i was like no no we need to drink um but yeah, um, shortly after that, everything just started shutting down. Um, like after that night, bars were shut down. Um, there's no nightclubs and stuff, man. Uh, very small town. But it, what what little that they what little that they had, everything started to shut down. Um, and then that's when I realized, oh yeah, like there was a restaurant in one of the hotels that I would just go and get food from. Shut down. They were like, no, we're not gonna serve anymore. You can either get it to your room or. So it got wow. to that point. Uh, so yeah, found out on March twelfth that we would be closed, and then been. And closed you stayed since. where? Because I feel you just—I think like you just came back to Atlanta, or have you? Did you come? Yeah. Back right away? So I went to West Palm Beach first, too, because at the time. Oh, that's nice. Well, you know, because of the, 
Not at all. Um, I was going to help out a mentor because he needed, or Christopher, because um, we thought that he would still be working and, you know, all this other stuff. And, but everything got shut down in Florida because this was during the whole, like, kids were still going to beaches and having beach parties mm-hmm. and it was spring break time. So then that's when they really started cracking down in Florida. So all of his things got canceled. So um, I ended up just being there for two weeks and then flew home, bought my ticket home from there. Nice. Yeah. Whew, okay. So now that we're caught up, um, where am I? Where am I? All right. So um, I know for me, there's been some revelations that I've allowed myself to have having to be home. Well, I'm not home as much because I still work at a grocery store which that's a whole other thing. Um, but the whole situation for me has been somewhat enlightening. And I just wonder, you know, has, has this experience taught you anything? Have you discovered anything new either about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> dog. He just put his beautiful, what kind of dog is that again? The French bulldog. Yeah, it's really cute. He's cute. Um, but yeah, has has any like revelations come out of this for you, like either personally or like some sort of like general, like how you look at the world, um, any anything like that? Zora, you can go. Okay. Um, it's been really interesting to see how people like react to an, uh, an emergency, um, and how many people are like in denial about it, especially like. Um, People that you thought you knew, you thought you understood, or like people you looked up to, and you're like very deeply disagreeing in the way that they're dealing with this, <laughs> and you're just like, um, oh, I didn't know what kind of person you were, or um, like okay, you don't believe you don't have to say anything. What's the, what's the scenario? That? Or just like people like believing that they're immune because um, they think higher, like. Um, like spiritual beliefs, like changing the way that they deal with an emergency, and but like some some aspects for the good, and some that are just like for to me now for this for this these people it might work, but to me it seems like really selfish or um, just um, reckless. Because mm. um, I'm just like I don't I don't see the harm in staying home if you can. <laughs> like it's just like really crazy how people have to get out like they have to and i mean i'm a homebody anyway like i'm a i'm a big introvert that's just how i am and so like like outside of a quarantine i would have stayed home three days straight (laughs) because i wanted to (laughs) like and i would have like been fine about it um so i understand that like i am like that and people are not like that that's not normal for some people which is like totally cool but like if it means like, like saving someone's life, then I don't understand like why you can't do it. Like, no matter what you believe in, whether you're not whether or not you think this is real, like it doesn't matter, like because it's really not hard to stay home. Like I don't, I don't get it. So that's always that's been like crazy to me that like people can't do it. Or like people will risk their lives for a booty call and stuff like that. Like I'm always mm-hmm. like <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wait, I didn't know. Uh, no, a good, a good, a good friend of mine is literally sick now with COVID nineteen because he risked his life for a booty call. 
And I told him, I said, like, you said a friend of yours got it, has COVID. Because he was that Yes, because he was that desperate. I was just like, when he told me about it, I was like, I'm, so, I'm sorry, a stranger? You don't want Wait. A stranger. <laughs> see, I, I, I can see. I, no, again, again, I'm not trying to judge, but I know for me, I would not be, I'm not about to have no new new booty. No new booty right now. Familiar booty right that I'm going to hang up with me. I don't want any right now. <laughs> Let me... No, like, doesn't know who this person is. I said, I don't care how cute, how how truthful you think this man is being. If you're willing to go out and risk your life for some dick, I'm pretty sure he's willing to lie for some dick. So, yeah, yeah. And I mean, everything that's open right now, girl, just go get you something. Get you something. Some lotion, do what you gotta do. Like, I don't gotta be open. You're trying you to stifle the sexual attention, but like, you risk your life. Mm-hmm. Well, wow, that's, that's interesting. Okay, I told you so. But I told you so. But, but the universe has told us so. <laughs> I mean, I, I was. Wow. Like, no, that's. Yeah, I mean, I definitely relate to that sentiment. Angry. I was yeah. like, I am. I, I hope you heal well uh, and quickly. And I don't want you to die, but I am living right. with you and your choices right now. I don't know how we're friends. <laughs> and I'm hoping you're learning your lesson. Yeah, let's hope that they're learning a lesson because that that is that is the thing that I feel I, I'm personally curious about is what will the collective lesson be, and will we all collectively learn it? No, because I think you still there have are people- a lot of people. No, you set people out now who are protesting, talking about their rights and their rights to work and how. This is infringing on their, on their American, uh, their American values and things. And I'm just sitting. I'm like, it's not the government that's doing it. Yes, they're shutting things down, but it's also the simple fact that you could die. You could spread this. We want to stop this. We want to stop it in its tracks. And they don't have a vaccine right now. And the fact that you have healthcare workers who are risking their lives on the front lines every day to make sure that the people who are sick are getting better. The only thing you can care about is yourself and your 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 employment, and that's another thing. Um, figuring all this out, it shows how ready our government is for a pandemic. We are so not ready for anything like this. We're not ready. Well, he We're got not rid- ready. He got rid of the pandemic. He got rid of the pandemic he department the first couple of weeks of his presidency. The first couple of weeks of his presidency, he said he would rather not pay a bunch of people to sit around. I remember that. And I pulled it up for some people who said that, you know, that's fake news. He never said that. I said, here it is right here. And it was like, I would rather not pay people to sit around when the, the, the chances of something happening like this wouldn't happen. And here we are on the last year of your presidency during your presidential race. And now... Things are on the back burner because, yeah. you know what I mean? So it also goes to show because right now I have to wait for um, unemployment. Never gotten unemployed in my life, so I'm not even sure how that works. I'm still waiting for New York to give me unemployment. Five, five weeks back pay without pay. Hello? Thank God I Hello? saved. At I, New York Labor? I don't know. I applied a long time ago, and I'm like, where is my money? I have zero dollars and zero cents. Help us out. Rent. I'm like, I had to... It was getting to it was getting to that 
point and I was sitting on one of my little profiles and then eventually the profile got fixed. Um, I called in and had to call and do an application over the phone. And I was only allowed to do a partial application. I had to wait 72 hours for them to call me back. They called me back three weeks later. I got to call Monday to finish my application. And guess what? On my profile, it still says that I'm partially filed. It still doesn't even say the file is complete. And I'm done with the. I'm done with my application. I'm just waiting for them to process it. But it's going to take them at least another week to process it. Mm. But the beautiful thing is that they are giving you back pay. But there are people who were doing 1099s last year who run their own businesses who are still pending. They've been applying since March 15th when they could start applying. And none of them have heard back. I'm reading on their Twitter and just reading and reading. And I'm like, I have cast members who are like, oh, yeah, I signed on and I'm still briefing my benefits now. We have others who are sitting here like, I can't even get a phone call back to finish this stupid application. Like, come on, NYS. And it's a thing. It's it's not even just them because I feel like partially the reason why Atlanta opened back up is because they're so far behind on their taxes. I mean, they're, they're in the unemployment stuff also. Mm-hmm. So now they're saying, well, if you even if you're not essential, we know we can't get you this money out in time and we know we can't get you the money. So you can just go back to work. So now what do you see what's supposed to do? They're screwed because you're not going to have the right amount of business because you have to run under a 25% rate right. ratio. And then you have, so with all that saying, we are not ready for something like this. And I think that this is a huge wake up call for the U.S., especially with who we put in office, with the idiot, with people who we're putting in office. And I don't want to get into politics, but as far as like our country, we are not ready for something like this. Wuhan stayed on lockdown for 76 days without any stress or trouble. And guess what? They're returning back to normal life. They had a little bit of a second wave, and now they're returning back to normal. Things are opening. But it took them 76 days. We couldn't get past a month. <laughs> we didn't even get a two weeks. We didn't make it no, two we weeks without people. Situation didn't happen. I'm like, we, we had two weeks, and you had idiots down in Miami talking about, you know, I came to get lit in the party, and I don't care about catching coronavirus. Da, da, da. Mind you, half of those kids caught coronavirus and right. looking crazy. And then yeah, brought it back doing, home, all that shit. Brought it back home and spread it. And that's my thing. It's like, it's not about you. Stop the spread. It's about keeping yourself. You People are lazy, inherently. They're lazy. Americans are inherently lazy. But the moment you tell them that they, they should go and be lazy, what do they do? They go, I don't want to be lazy. I want to go to work. I want to go outside. I want to do this. I'm like, you, you, you spend your life wanting to stay on the couch and to not do anything. I'm a bit of both. Like now I'm an introvert. I stay home. I like being at home, but I do like to be out. I like to be social now. I like to be in a park or be on a hike or do something out. And that's taken away. But you know what? I would rather be safe and not pass it on to my family. And know that, and I hate getting sick. I know me getting a cold. I'm miserable. I hate it. I'm terrible. So me getting any kind of wet flu. No, I'm, I'm okay. I'll stay there. Wow. Um, so would you would you say that this is your revelation that you finally seeing just how much <laughs> America um, We're not ready. How just in general, any kind of disaster. And that's looking at any disaster that we've had. We've had hurricanes, we've had wildfires. Right. I mean, even what they didn't do for Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is still a US They're territory still, and those mistakes they are still all, suffering. All right, nothing for that country. Even hitting closer to the home. Even hitting closer uh, to home. Puerto Rico's home. Even hitting closer to home. The homelessness that are in these cities. Yeah. You have hotels that are shut down where they don't have guests in. 
put news to those yeah. hotels. You have these homeless people out on the street who won't have, they won't stand a chance against this disease. Vegas is one of them. They set up a parking lot with tents. Great. You have a strip full of hotels. I know it's a liability, but then you have the same people upset and bitching about Joe Osteen not opening his doors for the people in Houston when they have that flood. This right. is the same exact distance. Do for your people. Do for your kind. This is it's not about black, white, poor, rich. It's about mankind. It's about mankind. Do for your people. And no one will. And that that there's I watched a story about a woman in LA who was giving like the homeless people like haircuts and hairstyles and doing their hair and kind of getting them, you know, so if they wanted to go look for work. Now she's out giving them food and goodie bags and masks, masks and gloves. And that's not the kindness of her heart. And that's just because she's looking after mankind. We are a selfish, we are a selfish, selfish, selfish race of people. Like human, the human race is selfish and we are not ready. We know, no one's prepared yeah. because we can't get out of our own, our own way. Yeah. I totally agree. I mean, that was one thing I talked about in my last podcast is like, I know I entered the, the new year 2020 vision. Like that was the theme is, you know, I'm going to just, just seeing, seeing my life in a new way and just getting vision. Decade, I'm like, yeah. I mean, there's no better vision than something like this happening to mankind and like the entire world experiencing the this. Like world. literally it doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter your reputation, your, any of that shit. Like, this is an invisible enemy that will, will affect everybody, no matter their race, gender, sexual orientation, economic status, all of that stuff that we are like we put so much value on mm-hmm. and that we define people by. This literally has no discrimination. You know what's beautiful about this too? It's is allowing people to self-reflect because this whole quarantine thing, whether you're with family, whether you're with a loved one, whether you're single, whether you no matter who you're with. This is giving you a chance to reflect. This is a reflecting period. And it's lasting this long because the earth needed it. We need it. We need a reason my job and my life and dancing and everything. But we need this reset. Yeah, definitely agree. Okay, let's lighten the mood a bit. Um, Still somewhat on this topic, but moving a little lighter here. Um, We had a lot of time on our hands. So, what have you been watching and or listening to? What's been captivating you artistically, um, you know, music, whatever, all, all of that. I just want to know, just, just let me know what you, what's been inspiring you these days. So, you're always going to go first, just so you know. <laughs> well, Courtney, you can go first. You can go first if you have something on your heart. No, no, no. So, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> what have I been watching? Um... It's so funny because when this first started, I was like, let me not watch anything yet or start anything because I don't feel like falling into the hole and like not doing anything at all except watching mm-hmm. this because that's what I would do. Um, but uh, we're past that point and have fallen into several holes. Uh, first hole, West Side, not West Side Story. Oh, my God. Uh, West World. <laughs> <laughs> West World. I'm waiting on the season finale, which is this Sunday. I've been watching it. I was okay, so I'm kind of trifling because my mom watched a lot of it, and she was on like like, three, like the second episode in, and season three is the last up last season, and I was like, I want to watch it, so she waited for me, 
And I literally started with season one and I waited. She waited for me and I made it all the way to where she was. And then one night I passed her (laughs) and she was like, Zuri, you're not going to wait. And I was like, she was like, I waited two seasons for you. (laughs) I'm trifling. Anywho. um, So I watched that waiting on the season finale. I've been reading. I read children. I'm looking like this because the books are under my computer currently. Children of Blood and Bone and Children of Virtue of Vengeance. I had that book and like I've been trying to read it to Noah kind of, but yeah, like, like well I, I first was trying to read it. It's hard. I don't know if I'm just bad at reading now. <laughs> I cannot I just can't read idiot. <laughs> I just I don't know. Um, I know. I mean, yeah. some people like to read, some people don't. You know, I feel you. Yeah. I like to read. I don't read that much because I know some <laughs> readers, like, all they do is read. And every time I see them, they have a different book in their hands because they've already read the last book I've seen them read. And, like, there are so many people that I know that read like that. And I was like, I want to be like that. I'm not like that. But, anywho, I started reading um, Children of Blood and Bone and Children of Virtue and Vengeance by, I think her, her name is, yeah, uh, Adiemi, Tony Adiemi, or something like that. Um, Nigerian writer. It's like it's really like teen fiction, honestly. Like it's very much so below my age, but it's good. Um, it's not like a children's book, but it's like a really interesting story that I liked. I like finished the first book and immediately went on Amazon and bought the second book and then read the second book. And I'm waiting on their okay. book whenever she writes. That's why we just need a week off from work where I'm not exhausted mentally. And then I'll probably yeah. finish it. Yeah. I mean, it was like a nice like breath of fresh air because it's like this fantasy. And I love fantasy um, about like magic and black people and stuff. So I loved it. Um, and the <laughs> love and vengeance. Either those two things. Yeah. Like it was just like a nice way to not think about what's going on in the world because it was very much so not this world. Um, and now yeah. I'm reading Americana by um, Chimimanda. What's her name? Yeah, Chimimanda Ngozi Adichie. She's also Nigerian. I've already read this book, but I'm reading it again because I liked it. Really? And it kind of, yeah. huh? Now, what's that about? It's about what's this woman who's from Nigeria. She goes to America and then she goes back to Nigeria. And when they call, um, um, I guess in Nigeria, they call the people that have left and come back from America, Americanas, because they act different and they be different. Um, and they, um, the culture is different, all this kind of stuff. So it was basically about her experience going to America and coming back to Nigeria. Very good. You should read it. Mm, interesting. I'm listening to lots of music. Interesting. Um, I'm a big, good playlist. Um, Tom Mish has this playlist called Real Good Shit. There's like literally hundreds of songs. Um, and it like spans all genres of music. So it's like really cool to listen to because like I like him as a musician. And so I like his music taste. <laughs> and he has just like hundreds of songs. So you can shuffle it like three days in a row and like not hear the same song twice because there's okay on it. Um, a good wow. What's his name again? His name is um, I just said it. Tom Mish. Tom Mish. Okay. 
Um, a good friend of mine, Kevin, he's been making playlists and he sent me a couple of them. I really enjoy. I love when friends send me music. And, you know, <laughs> Spotify is it, you know? I go on and they have, like, the playlists that, like, have made music you've never heard before. So I love yeah. that. Then, you know, my tried and true that I listen to all the time. Um, but, yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, I like it. I have to. I have to find that playlist too because I've been in this this mode of like creating the like the best playlist. Like at my job, they keep playing the same dumbass playlist where like mm-hmm. it's only like thirty minutes long, and I'm like, y'all gotta make this longer. Like, yeah, not thirty minutes. Like, a sh- <laughs> yeah. I mean, not probably that. It's probably an hour long, but fuck it. Like a, a minimum shift is like four to five hours. It needs to be but, at least yeah. five hours long. At the five hour playlist. Yeah. Like, so I'm in, I'm like on a mission to make the ultimate playlist for work because I can't. I'm hot, um, cold, and then I'm hot and I'm cold. <laughs> um, okay, Courtney, what about you? Um, I finished it, the book that took forever. Ooh, you it's read really the good. Horror? I read the book. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I finished it. That was my reading, and I realized I don't need to read because now my eyes keep having this little twitch. <laughs> Because I think I stared at that book. It was so long. And I was reading at night on my iPad. And I was trying to keep my eyes stirred just. You need a book book. Like, but I, you don't need to. But I try. I, no, and that's the thing. Because I'm on the road, I don't want to carry that stuff around. It's just easier to have everything in a digital library. Yeah. So that's, um, as far as, like, movies, I've watched every movie that had a series. So I finished all the Harry Potters. I finished all the Divergents. I finished all the Hunger Games. I watched. I watched all the Fifty Shades of Grey because I think I ran out of book movies. Um, yeah. Twilight. A bunch of heteros, man. I, you know what? I'm trying to avoid Twilight. Why? And I look. I used to love Twilight. I used to love it so much. And I went back and watched the first one one day on like Freeform. I was like, this is corny. Like, cringe. No, it's trash. It's trash. It's hard to see. The <laughs> it's complete. It's like, when I was in that age, I was like, oh my God, this is like the best thing ever. This is romantic. It's beautiful. I'm watching now. I'm like, yeah. But vampire diaries? I'm so uncomfortably weird. No, not vampire diaries. Oh, no, vampire diaries is everything. Actually, so going into TV shows, I rewatched vampire diaries. Poor yeah. Bonnie. She died so much. I mean, Poor Bonnie. I need to rewatch it again. Sweet Poor black girl. She died so much. Because she black. Poor Bonnie, man. She lost her whole family. And then just... It's because they're black. She's starting, she starting to get frustrating. But I watched all of that. Um, I watched Love is Blind. Um, oh, God. Actually, Ooh, no, I was one of those people. It, it, I watched it. It was. It's actually really good. It, it's actually it, really, really, really good. It's the type of garbage that I wish I hated. Like, I, was, I that was that's what it was. I wanted to hate it so much, but I was so stuck on it and was like rooting for these people and hating these people and right. like, oh, it, okay. it's good. It's okay. good. Pa- pause there for a second. What did you think about Homeboy and his whole like, oh God, tell her I'm bisexual, like, and his whole no, thing. the pansexual dude, the bisexual pansexual dude, right? Um, that was a whole lot. I hated. The fact that he decided to throw it on her last minute because if you knew that you were connecting with her in the pods, I feel like that's when you should have said something. Like, I agree. Hey. So she knew what she was getting herself into because essentially, when you, you when you met her, you proposed to her. Right. And she didn't know the full truth about you. It's a whole thing. Like it's one of those things. It's like, can you really fall in love with someone? And it, the pods took place over weeks of like not seeing these people. 
Um, so we in a but yeah, house. she was my favorite. Just get on hinge. <laughs> we can listen. Now, I loved. I love. What was her name? Diamond. I love Diamond. What made me laugh about Diamond was that dress that they gave her at the reunion. I said, absolutely not. How dare you shade her that way? That dress was horrible. Please don't let her hear this. She, she was a gorgeous woman. She had, and that I mean, I'm he told go, her I'm to crazy. fix her wig. The wigs were so bad. I was he like, played her. He played her. He said, he said, yeah, yeah, go ahead and fix that wig. I said, oh. I'm God. not even. Y'all are showing out. When he said the wig coming, I said, you sure you go both ways? I think this is a one way street because the way he treated that wig came, honey. He said, he called her a bitch and said, already put preconceived, like, he did. And she was what, want to judge him. And like, I also think she didn't judge him. What hurt her the most is that you waited until after you proposed to her to tell her. Now, it's a shock for a lot of people. And you have to understand that this life, that lifestyle is a shock for a lot of people because even though you say that you're, very much so into women and you would never date a man, but you had feelings for men. Like you, you, that's something you either keep to yourself because you know, you're with this person or, and you know that you're not going to act on those feelings in the long run, or you tell them that you're getting to know them. And because if she's still connected with you on another level. Yeah. I'm open to that. I'm all about. Let me find out I'm about. Really? Let me hear you. Oh my, we gotta talk more. Yes, we gotta get into this. I'm, yes, I'm, yes. It, anyway, it was it was a good, it was beautiful. Uh, it was a good show. <laughs> it could be um, a really beautiful thing to be honest about your sexuality with your partner. Like because then you know, there's a whole thing that could have gone into that. I couldn't yep. stand Jessica, and I'm gonna be here for that because I could not stand Jessica. We're going to talk separately because that's a that yeah. hoe. <laughs> that oh, could not handle her, and poor Mark. So um, sad. We loved, we all loved the um, interracial couple, Cameron and Lauren. We loved them. They were like fairy tale. But G and Damien, the redhead and the one who oh, always, the, girl, the business owner, when she got down on one knee and she was like, you know what? No, stand up. I'm going to get down on knee because I don't believe in doing things traditionally. I love her. That's my girl. Really? Okay. I we love her. From this. We can okay. get into this for hours. Um, I watched. Is there, is there into... a... What? What'd you say? <laughs> what were we going to say? Is there a... You could just say, thank God. Oh, <laughs> that sounds corny. Yeah, it's what, actually, it's good. It is, no, it, it is really garbage. It's, garbage. it's really garbage. It's good garbage. I can't. So, like, I can't good smelling trash. It's like compost. But it's, like, it's like compost. It's like compost. It's, it's like, like compost. compost. You can good. leave it in the house. Um, <laughs> what was the other one? What was the other one? I watched Euphoria. Oh, I, Euphoria. Euphoria. Tell me you see Great. Yes. Yeah. 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 Euphoria is, Euphoria is wonderful. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed that to the point where I was like, I may just have to rewatch that one more time just to recollect my thoughts. I loved Euphoria. Um, but because of Euphoria, because I was obsessed with the music in the show, I really got into Labyrinth um, and started looking up his playlists on Ice. Stop using Spotify for my playlist because after a while you do hit the same stuff over and over. So what I started doing was using just Pandora. Like, yeah, you get your ads every once in a while. I'm not paying for Pandora Premium. <laughs> not that deep. I already have Apple Music. I'm not going to do it. Um, but I listened to I listened to his radio station on there. I listened to him and Zendaya's song that um, Offer Love. Yeah, yeah. And I have a playlist of that music. And it's so it's just stuff that pops up here and there. Yeah. Um, 
I was listening to Duke Dumont. Um, just like whenever I get in like a very low space or a very like dark place, this music is kind of like beach Miami, kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's really good. It's almost like you were on a beach music. Um, but because of that, I got into like a bunch of like bass head artists and like indie-ish kind of artists. Okay. Um, love The Weeknd. Uh, Dua Lipa is kind of my bitch. I love her. Um, really? Yeah, I love Dua Lipa. I, I think all her music is like... Get into her. These, are gay, oh. these are all gay anthems. I uh, think. Okay. Um, <laughs> Rosalia. Rosalie is a good one. I love Doja. Mm. Um, Doja Cat's kind of dope. Okay. Uh, I just, See, I don't know. I think I she's so... I'm confused about Doja Cat because she wasn't like that. <laughs> and then suddenly she was. Like, the first time I heard of Doja Cat was, like, on Tumblr, like, 10 years ago. Like, she's, like, crazy. And, mm-hmm. Like... But apparently she's been, like, writing music. She was oh, writing yeah, music before she writing. started doing her own stuff. Because I remember, like, yeah. No Police. Remember that album with, like, the pink and the... Yeah. Like, that's how I remembered her. So when she came out, you know that Say So song? For the longest, I did not yeah. remember her. I had no idea. Well, before... It was so weird. So I found out about her in a... It's so funny. I found out about her in a... I found out about her in a gay bar when we were sitting down. Uh, it was just like a... Ra- it looked, we kept calling it the Cheers Bar. It was in, like, some part of Michigan we were in. So it's not really that lit. But we were sitting there, and all of a sudden, this girl on a TV with like dressed up as like fruit and it was juicy. Mm-hmm. Give it juicy, juicy. She gave that look. And she was dressing like all these fruit. And I was like, what is she what is happening? What is happening? And I was just so intrigued by it. And I shazammed it one day and then from that point on I was like, oh I'm obsessed. Okay, I I'm gonna get her. into this because I, I love a good um a, a good gay artist, like a real good gay diva. Is she giving She's me not that gay. Thing? No. But she's funny. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, well, she just plays bops, and the gays love it. Okay. So I don't know if she like with us or for us, but she did a thing on Cosmopolitan where she was doing like naked painting, and he was like asking her what her thing that she said. She said, oh, "Everyone's gonna know." That's wow. right, girl. That is she. I think she's hilarious. But um, yeah, it's mostly. The indie stuff, like I still do. Um, uh, uh, oh God, what is his name? I'm gonna. I hate this. I was trying to look for it. The uh, Dermot Kennedy. Dermot Kennedy. No, I mean it sounds like a dope name. So <laughs> I'm dead. Oh my Dermot God. Kennedy. <laughs> the name. Kennedy. Okay. He's amazing. Um. He's amazing, and so was uh, Alabama oh, yeah. Shakes. Alabama Shakes, that whole uh, "Give Me All Your Love." One of my friends did. Uh, did he have like a, a solo album or a couple of solo songs or something? Who, ben Howard? No, it, at Brittany ben Howard. Probably. I feel like she just released something like independently, but um, these are all great. I'm gonna have to look these up. Like I might have to change these names again. Um, okay, so last couple of questions that we think we're veering on to an hour now. Um, so, okay, so these last couple of questions are extremely, um, what's the word? Okay, they're real grown, but I can answer them as best we can, okay? It's great, we're grown. <laughs> Y'all are grown. Y'all are grown. 
All right. So this came up from a, a friend of mine who came over here a couple of weeks ago, and we were like drinking and shit. And you know, when you're drinking, you the topic of sex always comes Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. Even sometimes when I'm sober. So. <laughs> What do you think is better? Answer to the best of your ability. Drunk sex or sober sex? Drunk sex when it's a stranger. Sober sex when it's with somebody that you like. Or in frequency. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I love me a good drunk sex with a stranger. And... Drunk sex with somebody you're really like intimate with too, like I mean, absolutely, absolutely. But it's like again, it's always preconceived. But there's nothing like going out dancing and then like or doing your thing and then all of a sudden someone comes up and you're just like, yeah, let's get a drink, let's get a drink, and boom, you're home. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'm gonna stick with that. Okay. Um, definitely not drunk sex ever. Just knowing my body. When I'm drunk, <laughs> I just don't like trust, trust my insides. <laughs> like I don't, I don't want anybody else to take part in that. <laughs> like that's mine. When I'm drunk, I just about the last times I was like super drunk. I actually just thought about this earlier today too. Mm-hmm. I was just like. So you can't do that anymore. I just remember, like, I can't walk straight. So, like, the last thing I want to do is have sex. I don't know. It's just not what I want to do. I don't know. See, I feel like it depends on how drunk. Because if we're talking about, like, you had... Yeah, blackout drunk is not cute. Anybody who wants to fuck you when you blackout drunk is basically a rapist. Like, honestly. Um, yeah, you know, if I'm over here, I started off drinking wine, then I had beer, and then I had vodka, and then I, like, don't drink, don't do that, and then try to, don't do that. Um, First of all, don't do that. Like, <laughs> with someone that you're in a relationship with, well, I used to drink crazy like that. I used to be like that girl. Now I'm just like, girl, if I start with white, we're going to stay Good. with white. That's Good. what we're doing tonight. Like, <laughs> to that point. <laughs> but, um. She went to different types of alcohol. She said, I'm going to start. Red wine, let me get a beer. Huh? I used to be mad. Like, if you offered it, because like I would go somewhere, like say it would be some nice where you start off, you go and you have dinner with some friends, and you like you're just being cute and doing the white. Then wine that's fine. Thing, a wine right? into a heart liquor that time, but you went into a beer. So what happens? What happens often when I get that way is that you start off with the white wine. Are you really, boy? Um, you start with the white wine, and then everyone's like, okay, well, let's go take shots at this other place. And then, like, so now you're doing shots. And then now somebody's like, oh, let me buy you a drink later on. And the drink is like, not even anything that you drink already. You know, that's my rule. Like, what are you drinking? That's always my question. What are you drinking? Not tequila. Not tequila. That's one thing. I can only drink tequila or red wine and be okay. Like, no, I'm a bourbon guy now. I either do bourbon or I'll do a Tito's. And bourbon is kind of my drink of choice. But if I'm like, it's like a party party, like a party. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like I do a Tito's and like Sprite or something. Mm, I used to be about Tito's, but now tequila is a little less calories, actually. 
Tequila gives me, I know I'm going to have a headache and I don't get like, tipsy off tequila or drunk. I don't feel anything for the effect off tequila. I just don't always wake up with a headache. Yeah. All right, next question. Tequila makes me literally sick. <laughs> tequila? Yeah. Wow. I wake up and I'm like sick. But was it a fun night? Yeah. <laughs> it was, was it a fun <laughs> It usually is a fun night on tequila. But like, do I regret it? I don't get drunk, but my inhibitions are non-existent. <laughs> Yeah, I regret my decisions from the night before. I regret my headache. Oh, God. Okay, okay, all good answers. Okay, last question. And it's still about sex. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> could you have sex yes. with a blind person? Yes. And how would it be different if you could? I feel like it would be a lot more powerful because... Uh, aren't, aren't other things heightened? Other senses you gotta heightened? You got to feel your way to wherever you need to go. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, touch every nook and cranny on your way. You know all the little spots. I will let spots. you explore. Yeah. <laughs> you can't say I will guide you. <laughs> Interesting. See, yeah. I, for me, I feel like I could, I could, but I would have to figure out how to not be so theatrical because I do a lot of theatrics. You know, I'm like, you can't see all that. Like, I don't know. I feel like, too, it's better for you because you don't have any, what is that? You don't have any insecure, like, you have nothing to feel insecure about because everyone has an insecurity right before. It's like, it's like do I look good? Do I True. And you always want to know if you smell good, but like, do I look good? It's this like, thing ever. I can look like dirt. And I'm like, great. Great. That's true. Yeah, I feel like it's a little more freeing because you don't have those actual insecurities, like those physical or, you know, mental insecurities. Mm. What if they were deaf? You may have a problem. Really? I feel terrible saying this, and everyone already knows I'm a terrible person, so it's the, <laughs> it's the speech. It's the talking. Um, <laughs> it's the talking. I'm like the way when they make noises. No, or just speak. You know how deaf people talk. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna imitate it. But you know how you know it, and that's the thing. You know, I would have a hard time. You know how deaf because now they can. And my face, my face tells everything. So if something is, I make a face. So. If, they start talking, I go, it's wrong. Yeah. So, I don't know if I could. <laughs> okay. Helen but Keller. find some attractive? Absolutely. And blind. What are we doing? <laughs> Baby, if you got a body. Just close your eyes and don't speak. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't have to talk. <laughs> Just I pretty much don't talk anyway. Close your eyes. It'll wow. I pretty much don't talk anyway. <laughs> I'm a panter. I pant. Interesting. Wow. I mean, look, as long as we get the job done, we'll figure it out. Um, remember I was a virgin. I remember that was a thing. I try to remember. I try to go back to those days, obviously. I I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do anything. (laughs) Who? Me. Remember Um, how that was a thing? Yeah. No. So. Well, children, 
And I'm going to always call y'all children, even though y'all grown. But, um... <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm literally almost 30. Y'all my kids. Okay, and I'm almost a, something else. Um... <laughs> I'm almost an age. Oh, God. Help me, Jesus. Um, this was cool. Thank you, guys. Do you want to give, like, your Instagram handles or any of that good stuff? If you have, maybe you have, like, something that's not a personal one. Maybe you have, like, a, an artistic. One. Oh, yeah, an artistic one. Yeah, go ahead uh, and get Oh, okay. Uh, I am C Tom Dance 94 C-T-H-O-M Dance 94. That's me. Okay. And what about you, Zuri, if you want to give one? Oh, yeah. My Instagram is at Zuri Noel, N-O-E-L-L-E. That's it. All I got. All right, guys. Thank you for indulging me. Um, We're not just stopping the recording, and we can continue this conversation, or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So thank you, guys. Love you. Love you. Wait, are they going to see us? Because I look a mess. I mean, um, you can stop the recording. Go ahead, stop it, girl. That's <laughs> your rectangle. All right, let me stop it. Record. It's recording, I think. Boom. <laughs>